everybody welcome back to another episode of the what's that noise podcast a podcast where today i am sitting down all by myself to do an episode uh and yeah as you can tell by the title today's episode is going to be on dogma by crown the empire i'm excited to do this one um and also nervous to do one by myself i have no idea how it's going to turn out but yeah i really fucking love this album and uh i uh, i didn't want to wait for somebody else to pick it so uh this is gonna be my first one yeah fuck you know this is gonna be the worst part of this whole thing is figuring out kind of just how i'm supposed to make a conversation go by my fucking self so we'll we'll see how this goes but uh to start it off yeah this uh <clears throat> this band has been a favorite of mine for a long time crown the empire and uh <clears throat> sorry my voice is kind of i'm getting all froggy on me but this band has been a favorite of mine for a long, long time. I uh, I remember like the first album of theirs that I really, really got into was The Resistance, uh, Rise of the Runaways. It was their second album, and it was a concept record. And at the time, I mean, I still am, but at the time, I like I was just discovering concept records for the first time and really getting into the idea of them. And so when I found <clears throat> that one, it like it really kind of blew all the other ones out of the water to me. Like, I really, really loved it. And, uh, yeah, I was a fan ever since. Like, there was nothing that could really change my mind on the fact that these guys were an amazing band. And, yeah, man, uh, you know, years and years later and number of member changes, whatnot, I, uh, as much as I love their first few albums, I really think that this one might be their best one. So I'm really fucking excited to get into it. Um, yeah, so, like, I guess I'll just ask myself my two questions if I can fucking remember what they are. Um God damn. Oh, yeah. What made me pick this album? What made me pick this album in particular was this is the album that really kind of rekindled my love for this band. Like, I, I remember hearing it. I heard some of the singles for the first time, specifically like Dogma and uh, Dancing with the Dead and In Another Life. And I didn't really enjoy them all that much at first. And then I heard Immortalize and I was like, shit, that's a really good fucking song. And then when the album actually dropped, something about this happens to me sometimes where I'll like, I'll listen to. Um, I'll listen to songs at first and I'll be like, eh, and then I'll hear them in context of the rest of the album. And I'll be like, yo, hold up. Like these songs are actually fucking killer. And like, that's exactly what this album did to me. I love it when I can experience an album like that, where like maybe at first it doesn't, you know, really stand out to me, but then it ends up standing out to me. And where this album clicked for me for the first time was really that listening to it through for the first time, like. Nowadays, I feel like there's not a lot of albums that really do that for me, and this one really did. Um, I think that they did a fucking amazing job on this album, and I am very, very excited to start talking about it. So, shit, let's get right into it with the with the first track on this album that's, uh, that's Dogma. And <clears throat> as I stated, this was a song I didn't really enjoy at first, but once I kind of like... I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just timing, but like sitting down and like knowing I was going to listen to the whole album and hearing this song as the intro track, I was like, oh shit, this makes a lot more sense. And now it's one of my favorite tracks on the album. It's so much fun. The The intro, and I guess they do that a lot through this album. The way that they structure songs together are is so interesting to me. I love the, uh, I mean, I guess a lot of bands are doing it, but Crown the Empire really does it in a way that resonates with me. I love the electronic kind of, because they, they do it so well where there's like, there's a lot of things about these songs that make them feel new wave, or I guess that's what I'm going to call it is new wave, you know, like with the electronic kind of side of everything. And then they, they really just kind of hit hard with like a, I don't know how to explain it other than saying like a classic metal slash rock band kind of feel when everything else comes in. Cause this song starts out with this kind of fuzzy distortion and then Andy, the singer starts singing and the drummer starts going blah, blah, blah. And it's really cool. It's very interesting. It's almost, this is something that they do, even if they don't do concept records anymore. Lyrically and sonically, all of these songs still feel like they could fit on a concept record, which I just, I love so fucking much. Um, and yeah, man, this song is no exception to that rule. They fucking, the lyrics to start this song really just kind of grabbed my attention when I sat down and looked at them. It's, 
Who's to blame when saints turn to sinners and angels become astray, when the righteous and preachers determine who wins this race? It's cool. I love it. It's very... What's the word I'm looking for? It's almost kind of got like a weirdly sinister vibe to it. And the uh, the pre-chorus that they repeat, it's one of my favorite pre-choruses I've heard in a long time. Um, it's really cool. It, it's perfect for kind of picking up that energy a little bit. And then they drop it right off. And it comes right back and smacks you in the mouth. Like, it's just like, God, yeah, the way that they put together songs, especially... On this album is a lot of fun. It's really interesting. It's very obvious to me that they were trying to find like a happy groove between like pleasing their old fans and doing what they still want to do musically now. I think that's really cool. And the way that they do that is super interesting, especially when it, you know, like it stands out so well. This song Dogma, I feel like compared to the rest of the album. And yeah, regardless, it is still an intro track, so I don't know how much I really have to say about it, but I, uh, yeah, I fucking love this song. It's a perfect intro track to this album, and I love the vibe that they're kind of going with lately. Their last two albums, I don't know how to explain it other than to just say that it feels like, it feels like, I don't know, like, like hippie and punk meets like rock and metal i don't yeah i don't know how to explain it other than that like it really just feels yeah like just super super i don't know like counterculture i guess would be the best way to explain it like it feels like a rebellion but a different way than we would have seen in their earlier work which really really works for me um and yeah, I just there's there's too much to say, you know what I mean? This song is really really good and if you haven't checked out this album yet by the way, go check it out. It really is outstanding like I was saying. I think that they've done their best work on this album so far. And yeah. Uh so this song I'm going to have to give I'll follow in the trend of the last episode and say that this song gets a fucking gas cuz this song is good. It's so good. It's fun and it bleeds directly into the next song which i love when fucking songs do that when it's just like it's a seamless transition from this song to the next and the next song is another one of my goddamn favorites on this album in black sheep now what i was saying in the last song about how um they've kind of got this new wave kind of like the hippie and punk rebellious vibe meets you know rock and metal they really show that very clearly in this song it feels like this song feels and mind you, musically, it may not be any of the things that I just described, but if anything, in spirit, it feels this way. And with Black Sheep, it really comes through in the lyrics, like um, specifically, all my life I've been running with the Black Sheep, cast me out, watch me come back as king. It's like, I, I love that shit, and I th it's something that really drew me to them in the beginning with songs like Rise of the Runaways, where it's like, you know, we, we're, you know, these outcast type people, but throw me to the wolves, watch me come back, basically running shit. I love that. I love that whole mentality. I think it's really empowering. And yeah, this song does that really, really well. The uh, the verses of this song are some of my favorite that they've ever done. It's very interesting. It's not super complex. At least it doesn't sound that way musically, and that's fine. Like I've mentioned in the past, I don't need something to be super complex for it to really kind of hit. And uh, yeah, in the case of this song... It just goes to show that sometimes less is more because it's really it's fun. It's energetic and it's just it really leads you perfectly into the chorus of this song, which is probably one of my favorites on the album. I'm sure you're going to hear me say that a lot. I fucking love this album. Like there's really nothing more to say other than that. But I'm going to I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to keep on trucking through because I fucking absolutely adore this album front to back. I think it's I think it's amazing. And yeah, back to Black Sheep, um, the chorus of this song. Uh, has some of my favorite lyrics on the album too. Uh, it's, is there coming back from this or is it me against the crowd? We cannot coexist if you cannot listen or if you can't listen to the sound. I bet you hear me now. I bet you feel me all around. Is there coming back from this or is it me against the crowd? And then, you know, you hear that chorus for the first time and it's so... For lack of a better term, I guess I'll call it like majestic in, in contrast to the super aggressive verses. And it's fun. It's interesting. I love it a lot. And it comes right back in with the uh, with the verses that just carry such a dirty vibe in, in uh, comparison to the chorus, which I love. Comes right back in with, I came up with the thieves. My life's been bought and sold. 
forced into the trenches, but the dirt's what I call home. I'm worth my weight in gold. I won't crawl. The dark is all I know. And it's, yeah, it's another one of my favorites. Like, the verses on this song are so much fun. Like, in my case, I practice to, like, I practice vocally to a lot of different bands, a lot of different stuff. And these first two songs have been a staple in my practice recently just because they're so much fun not only to to scream but to sing the the paces and the way the song is structured it's just it's so much fun and it just like yeah i don't know how to explain it any other way it's just like it is genuinely these first two songs are so much fun and i fucking love it and yeah you know this song is no exception as well this one gets another fucking gas this song is dope it, it reminds me of being you know in high school and discovering this music for the first time and just feeling on top of the world. It's it's fucking great. This song gets a fucking double gas. <laughs> you know, I gotta say too, this is wild. Like just sitting here doing this, but like I'm literally just sitting in a room talking to myself. Like and it's harder than I thought it would be. Like when I first came up with the idea for this podcast and I was like, yo, not only am I gonna have guests, but just in case I can't find guests, I'm gonna do episodes by myself. That'll be easy. I talk to myself all the time. Evidently I don't, because this is it's difficult. So if this is a shorter episode, mind your business, all right? And I apologize. <laughs> but anyway, back onto the album. Uh, we we hit Modified, which for the longest time, I didn't really enjoy this song. Um, I don't know why. Recently, that started to change, kind of just listening to this album this week. Go figure, you know, in context of trying to be ready to do this album. Hang on one sec. Ooh, sorry. It's I fucking, like... I'm recording this at like 8 o'clock in the morning, and I just woke up, and I'm fucking like, yeah, I'm drinking an energy drink, so if you hear me taking sips, once again, mind your business. <laughs> but, yeah, this song, it wasn't one I was super stoked on at first. I don't know why. I don't know if it was just because the first two songs are so, like, they, they grabbed me so hard that one song was always kind of kind of flop in general, right, coming next to it. But recently, I've really come to enjoy this song. I think what I really enjoy about this song is the chorus um it's very interesting too the song starts with a very weird um post-production piece i'm not quite sure how to explain it it's just kind of like yeah i don't know it's very choppy it almost sounds maybe like something skipping on the record i don't know it's cool it's interesting this song is really interesting still i do like it more than i did initially but i feel like i just kind of wanted a little more out of it you know um, but the chorus is really fun. The verses are interesting. Um, but yeah, I just like, I, I'm not quite sure still how I feel about this song. Um, as much as I do love this album and this, it's not a bad song by any means. It's another one of the ones that I've discussed, you know, where I just need to, I need to take more time with it and kind of see how I feel to really make my mind up about it. And yeah, so I don't want to spend too much time on this one just because I don't want to. I don't want it to kind of drag down the rest of the album for me. Because, like I said, it's not a bad song at all. It's it's actually really really good. I just need to spend more time with it. I think it's because of the song that comes before it and the song that comes after it that just this one just kind of. It's got like the homesick feel to it, where it's like there's so many good songs on this album that it's just like fuck. You know what I mean? Like some of them are gonna fall by the wayside just because they're right next to some of these, you know, songs that are huge and amazing and but yeah, this song I'll give it a reluctant mid just because I don't want to dislike it. I really do. There's a lot of things in this song that I do enjoy. I just need to spend more time with it. So yeah, that was modified. Um I will say my favorite lyrics in this song probably do also come from the chorus. Um so it starts if I could be modified to fix what was meant to be broken, if I can't do what is right, then who will be left when it's over? And do I have the strength to go and carry all the weight? Sometimes I feel like I'm just standing on my own. I scream so loud I bruise my ribs with every breath I take, fighting for what I've known. I think that's a very powerful message right into the chorus, and I think it's something a lot of people can relate to. I know me in particular, I can. Um, maybe that's why I'm just like... I secretly feel this way, and it's like I feel like I'm being called out, so I just need to avoid this song. I don't know, but um, specifically the lines, I scream so loud I bruise my ribs with every breath I take. Personally, for me, that's how anxiety feels. It's like there's so much shit going on that I can't get away from that it's like, yeah, like it, it feels like I'm fucking 
breaking down inside. So yeah, this uh, this song really does resonate with me when it comes to the chorus. So you know what? I've, I've talked myself into it. I'm going to give this one a hit. There's no way that this song could be a mid at all. I really do enjoy this song. Go listen to it. You know, give your opinions on it to me in the comments. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Because, uh, yeah, this one's interesting. I just, I think I need to spend more time with it. So, yeah. Moving on to the next one is one of my absolute favorite songs. This It's weird. I think this podcast is kind of shifting my my views and my aversion to sadder songs. Because now some of the sadder songs are some of my favorites. Like this one, Paranoid. Um, this is probably my top, in my top three on this album. I'm going to have to go top five. There's no way I'm going to be able to pin it down to three. But... Yeah, this this song, man, they do this super well. They did it on their last album, Sudden Sky, with songs like Blurry and uh, What I Am, where it's just like, it's a straightforward, just emotional rock song, and I super rock with that. It's it's a lot of fun, um, and for me, I'm a big lyric guy, so if I'm listening to a song and the lyrics are hitting me just in a very, I mean, go figure, I'm a vocalist, boo-hoo, but... Um, if the lyrics kind of resonate with me in a way, it doesn't matter what the song type is, what the genre is, doesn't matter. I will fall in love with that song. And this song did that for me. Just because, again, like, this song speaks to me in a lot of ways. Um, I It's not diagnosed, so I can't say for certain. But I can tell you that I am a very paranoid individual. And I, uh, I'm consistently on edge, it feels like. You know what I mean? Like shit, I even fucking wake up on edge. Like, I I wake up like I'm in fight or flight mode and I'm always jumping awake or some shit, you know? And, yeah, this song kind of just, it feels like that to me, you know? The song starts out with Andy saying, or singing, nowadays I lie awake, spend my nights talking to my ceiling, keep to myself, I've always felt outnumbered, spin my head around, I keep wondering who's out to get me, cut my ties, live my life in circles. And those last four lines or the pre-chorus, and I think that's kind of where this song caught me for the first time, was the pre-chorus, because it's pretty chilled out in the beginning of the song, you know what I mean? But that pre-chorus has such an infectious vocal line, or vocal melody, that it's almost impossible in my mind to not enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I I really, really do love this song, man. Fuck. I was kind of processing that, like... It goes right into the chorus, and the chorus really does feel powerful, but also almost kind of defeated, if that makes any sense to anybody that's listening. And I guess that's kind of just how it can feel sometimes, you know, at least for me. Like, the feelings are so... The feelings of paranoia are so fucking powerful. Like, they just they hit and they don't stop. There's nothing that you can really do, at least in my experience to really get rid of those feelings. Like if I'm in public, right? I'm consistently looking around and like, I'm suspicious of everybody and everything around me. It's a real problem. And I like, that feeling really overwhelms everything else to where I almost like I'm shut down. Like I can't focus on anything but that. And at the same time, I'm just like, I'm defeated because I know I shouldn't feel this way. Like I know that I, I need to just, you know, move on and like, <laughs> Except the fact that I'm more than likely not going to be attacked when I'm out in public. Because it's, it's fucking stressful. And it's like, it's draining emotionally, you know, to sit and worry about everybody around you. And that there's, think that there's an attack coming from every fucking side. And yeah, man, it's like, but yeah, we'll get into the lyrics of the chorus here. Yeah, It's nowadays I look over my shoulder, paranoia eating at my mind. I don't know if I can take it much longer. Fighting and no one's on my side to say how I've lost my way out. Nowadays, I look over my shoulder. Fighting, but no one's on my side. And there's something about that chorus, too. Like, I'm, I'm talking about this song resonating with me. But when I heard that chorus, man, it like it brought goosebumps. Like, it was so... It felt like it was speaking directly to me. That's something I love about music in general. And I'm sure anybody that's a music fan feels the same way. There's certain songs where they feel like... Like, you could have written them yourself. You know what I mean? Like, not that, you know, I'm anywhere as near as talented as fucking Andy Leo from Crown the Empire is when it comes to writing. But um, but essentially, like, you know, like, these are your thoughts splayed out for everybody to see. And 
in a lot of ways, I feel like in most situations that could make you feel super vulnerable and super open. But in this case, for me, it just makes me feel very heard without having to do anything, you know, like it's it's nice to know, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, that there are people out there that feel the same way that I do. And that's why this song, I think, hits me the way that it does is because it's very like it's very targeted towards, you know, people like it's. What am I trying to say here? It's very much, you know, for people who, I mean, go figure, the song is called Paranoid, but it, it's very much for people who suffer from paranoia. You know, this guy writing a song that's very much for himself, I'm sure, you know, I, I don't know if, I mean, they've been doing this for 10 years, but I don't know if they really understand the impact that stuff like this can have. And it's great. It's wonderful. That's like, that's what I hope to do with my music is to be able to you know, resonate with some people who really need it. Cause I know that that's what this music has done for me. Um, and yeah, I fucking love this song, man. I like, I don't really know what else to say about it. I think that the chorus on this song stands out very tall, not only in this album, but throughout their entire catalog. It's, it's just very good. Yeah. Like, I mean, God, I'm using the most basic words here, but I mean, it is like it's a really 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 good chorus it's yeah this song just grabbed me and did not let me go this is another regular rotation that i'm consistently singing when i have the free time too it's just it's it's so much fun and it makes me feel so heard i fucking i love this song so much it it probably gets like a a crown hit you know what i mean like this is one of the crown jewels in this album for me so and moving on next we have in another life uh, now, this song is really cool. This was one of the singles that I didn't actually like at first, but this song has a guest feature, and that guest feature is from, I hope I'm saying her last name right, uh, Courtney LaPlante, LaPlante, I'm not sure, but she is the singer for Spirit Box, and uh, yeah, she's great in this song, <laughs> so let's let's get to this. I really fucking love Spirit Box, so I was excited to see that they did a song together. The song starts, it's very aggressive, it's very old school, Crown the Empire, Um this whole song is actually from the not only the verses, but like I remember hearing the pre-chorus to the song for the first time and just thinking, man, this really feels like an old school Crown the Empire song. And I was excited, even if I didn't enjoy the song as much at first. Um, I was like, damn, it really sounds like they're going back to their roots, which I'm not super like I'm not a hard ass about. I don't need a band to stick to what, you know, like, quote unquote, made them, you know, like their early career stuff. I see that a lot with bands in the metalcore scene specifically like asking alexandria or anybody really you know that changes their sound there's always going to be those people that shit on it and you know try to i guess you know put their opinion out into the world that the band should fucking you know only stick to what made them famous or go back and make the music that made them famous blah 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 whatever i don't agree with that but it was it was nice to see i regardless of all that i do enjoy when a band will kind of touch on their older material you know like or the vibe of their older material for their older fans i do appreciate that and i think the song shows that really clearly i i love when a band does that and they do it super super well here they got their vocalist i believe his name is monk i'm gonna look up all the members real quick just so i have all their names down yes yeah, so uh hayden hayden my bad yeah so hayden tree brandon hoover uh jeeves avalos and andy lee Leo, sorry, are the members current in the band. And um, yeah, Hayden has kind of taken over the the screaming department for the most part in all these songs, too. I should have mentioned that. That's another thing I want to say is that he has fucking killed it. He's got a very unique scream, and it, it stands out very well, uh, especially coming from a band that had two screamers back in the day to kind of, you know, like obviously he left their second screamer, um, Dave Escamilla is his name, I believe. Um, and then to bring in or not bring in a new person and just have another member do it and to have him be as good as he is. I didn't I, I will be honest. I wasn't the biggest fan of his screams at first, but they've really kind of like I've really warmed up to him and started really loving them like they are very interesting. They're very. He's got a very distraught or like emotional tone in his screams that I think works really well with all these songs and uh yeah, so he's the one that starts this song, and he, like I said, very aggressive, very old school crown, and then you hit the pre-chorus, and it's like, I, I don't know how to, it's it's ethereal, it's kind of, it's pulled back vocally while the instrumentals are still doing the most, you know, like it's, 
it's it's a very interesting take, but I love it. You know, you've got little hints of Courtney doing the background singing too while Andy's singing the leads. And then it goes right into the chorus, and I've really come to love this chorus. It's very big in scale. It's very epic sonically and lyrically, vocally. It's a lot of fun. And I think I think the pre-chorus does hold my favorite lyrics, so I'm going to read those real quick. Your silhouette's all around. It lives inside my head. Am I awake or is this a dream? And it kind of bounces back and forth between Andy singing and Hayden um, screaming. The lights flicker in the hall, and then you're gone again. Nothing was ever the same. And then it hits the chorus. And in another life, I would have built up my walls around you, lived to hold you, yeah. And in another life, I could have carried us home to be what we wanted to. And I, yeah, it's it's really good. I haven't spent too much more time with this song. I don't skip it whenever it comes on, but I need to I need to kind of give it some more time. But I will say, you know, we go right back into a verse that's, you know, Hayden's taking it over again. And it's a good verse. It's fun. It's interesting. Uh, this song is very aggressive, I will say, too. It's it's f- This whole song kind of has a weird, like, like I was saying in the pre-chorus, kind of an ethereal vibe to it. It feels very spacey, almost, which is weird because it, 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 musically it's not necessarily that way, but at least that's the vibe it gives me. Um, we go through another chorus, and then... Courtney comes in and she's amazing. Like me, I've seen her live and she was amazing live. I love Spirit Box as a band. And like, I remember, I think the first time I heard this, I didn't know who she was, like just by name. So when I heard her in the song, I was like, oh shit, like it's the girl from Spirit Box. That's fucking lit. And her part really shines through very brilliantly. She starts singing, you know, right after the chorus. And you're like, oh, cool, you know, awesome, fucking sick. And then she comes in and just rips the fucking roof down with her very unique screams. I love her vocal style a lot. And to hear her do, you know, basically everything that she does here. Or, pardon me, basically everything that she does in Spirit Box here. It was exciting. There's no way not to get hyped, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's exciting to see... Um, it's exciting to hear, you know, some of your maybe like favorite other bands getting together with these bands and to hear them really just fucking crush it. Like it was awesome. I love this song. I love her fucking uh I want to say cameo, but I love her feature in it. It's fucking awesome. And then you end the song with uh I believe one or yeah, 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 one and then two more one pre-chorus, two more choruses and then Throughout the choruses, you hear more clearly that Courtney's singing them with Andy. She's there with him. And then the song ends with, uh, you know, yeah, it's just a good fucking song, man. Go listen to the song. It's fun. If you like Spirit Box especially, go give it a shot just because, you know, your girl's in it. So, yeah, fucking sick. This song gets another double gas. It's good. It's a lot, a lot of fun. It was one that I didn't really enjoy at first, but I ended up really, really loving. This is going to be a short episode. Shit. I'm like already almost done. There's only 10 songs on this album, by the way. But I'm going to try to go as long as I can. So next, we've got possibly an, oh, fucking another one of my favorite songs. Go fucking figure. You know what I mean? This this album's got a million amazing songs, and this one is no exception. So I remember being hyped for this song for the first time because they teased it on um, on TikTok. They had a video of Andy sitting in like a like a bathroom I'm assuming on tour somewhere and he was singing the chorus to this song and it's super catchy uh, they had to know what they were doing you know what I mean it's a super catchy song and then they had different you know they would stitch to the video and they'd have their guitarist playing the fucking acoustic guitar in like a bathroom stall over him singing and then they'd have the drummer come in on like I think it was a fucking god what are those a cajon maybe or maybe he was just straight up playing the drums in the bathrooms i can't remember but i remember being super hyped for the song super hyped and then they released it and i heard it and i was like shit like this song is super different but it's super fun it's got like a uh like a careful what you wish for kind of vibe to it you know uh but it's a lot of fun it's very interesting it's like it feels sleazy and dirty and that's fun like i like i love this song for the vibe that it puts out um and yeah, man, it's it's a fucking killer one. I uh, if anybody's heard and not heard this song, go give it a shot. I think especially if you're like you're not super into rock, you're not super into metal, but you're still listening to this podcast because you're probably a family member of mine doing me a solid by listening to this. Go listen to this song. I think you might enjoy it. Um, 
it's uh, it's one that I think a lot of people can get into. It's very accessible. Um, but that doesn't mean it's a bad song by any means. It's a fucking amazing song. It's it's like I said, one of my favorites. I uh, I love it a lot, and to kind of hear it come to life after hearing like the TikToks was really really exciting for me. So the song starts out, and a lot of this song, all of this song basically, is like acoustic guitar and drums, and that's basically it from what I can decipher. I think bass too, obviously, but there's no real heavy parts. Um, the chorus is pretty much the most energetic part in this whole song. You know, it starts very chilled out. Andy starts singing with an acoustic guitar. He says, I'm going to grow up and be famous, quit my job, change my name. I'm going to go buy some fake friends, get addicted to cocaine. I'm going to be a superstar in L.A. In L.A. You can be anything for one day. One day. I can give you a taste. And it's fun, you know, being a kid who grew up, you know, wanting to be a famous musician, it's almost like, again, it's almost targeted towards us because it's like, you know, you spend your life dreaming about it and then you get there and it might not be everything that you fucking thought it would be. It might be bad. It might be great. You know what I mean? There's a lot of that in this song, um, which I do enjoy. I think that, you know, it's it's a fun take on what could be probably like, something not so fun you know like if you listen to the lyrics in the chorus because it's super super hyped up you know what i mean it's almost it's almost got like the bullet by hollywood and dead mentality where that song is straight up talking about suicide but it's in such a fun way that you're like oh this is this is fun we're having fun but the chorus in the song is i just want the diamonds i just want the fame probably die alone but i can't complain i'ma be a star i can be your monster i can be your slave Probably burn in hell, but I'll swing from the chains. I'm going to be a star. I'll show you. You know, like, obviously, some of the lyrics there don't sound super happy, you know. But that's what I love, too, is when you can take something subject matter-wise that's so serious and kind of sad and make it fun. You know, the juxtaposition of that, it's really interesting. I love the the duality of that. You know, it's like, I mean, I guess it's probably what it feels like because you're going through probably what could be considered some terrible things, you know. But then... You're having fun, too, because you're getting to play your music on stage. You're getting to have a wonderful time. You know what I mean? I, I love bringing that into this. And this song also has a feature from another one of my favorite bands. Uh, Remington Leith from Palais Royale fucking just eats up the verse that he has on this fucking album. He eats it up. It's amazing. It's so much fun. I love his voice. It's super unique. Like, there's nobody else like him vocally. I don't think at all. And uh, he comes in, and he's just like, he's got this... I don't know how to explain it other than saying like 70s, 80s rock guy swagger to him. I don't know. Like if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about and you definitely agree. If not, I'm just rambling to you and I get it. But like he's very, it's almost like, I think a better example of me would be like Captain Jack Sparrow. Like just, he's got this swagger, but it's almost like he could just be like shit faced 24 seven and not really knowing what's going on, but he's still graceful in his weird ways. That's how I feel about Remington Leith. I think he's very interesting as a vocalist and his delivery is super interesting too. Um, and yeah, this is one of my, I think this is my favorite part of the whole song is his verse in particular. The rest of the song is fucking amazing, but this one just takes it for me. It's like, he comes in and takes that style of verse that Andy started with and just really like chews it up and shreds it and fucking makes it his own. And I love that. I think he did an amazing job. Like I said, again, if you haven't listened to the song, go listen to it. It's a fun listen, especially this fucking verse. So it starts off, wake up with bloodshot eyes. Didn't know heaven would be this bright. Worth more dead than I am alive. Ain't no angel, but I stay this high. So I hang my body like a chandelier. I'll kill myself just for your tears. 27 ain't that long to live, but I'll live forever. You know, it's talking about the um, the the idea in this culture that like, and I mean, I guess it's not an idea because it's true. It happens, you know, like when you can't take it anymore and suicide is the only way out for you. You know, you think of Kurt Cobain, you think of Chester Bennington, and I'm not shitting on either of them at all. So don't think that I am. I, But back to the topic here. Um it's almost like you're immortalized in a way, you know, because it's it, it, it's it's shown a lot in this verse, you know, worth more dead than I am alive. 
uh, hang my body like a chandelier. I'll kill myself just for your tears. Like it's it's the constant need being you know somebody that craves fame for the attention. And what's the ultimate way to get the attention? You know what I mean. And I'm not I'm not. That sounds bad. Not to say that I don't understand where people are coming from when it comes to suicide. Um, we've had an entire episode basically discussing this with Cameron. It's it's horrible that somebody could reach that point. You know, I have myself, and but you know, it it goes to show that in our culture, when somebody does kill themselves, they're 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 going to live forever. You know, you think of Nirvana; they're still huge. Obviously, Kurt Cobain took his own life. You think of Linkin Park, obviously one of the most devastating blows to the community, I think. You know, he and he, Chester Bennington committed suicide as well. And like it's yeah, it's it's a very dark subject matter for such a a lively song, but it works super well to kind of just like it's like they're almost taking the tropes of um, of stardom in the rock and metal community. You know what I mean? Whether it's like the the drug use or the, you know, I'll do whatever you want for fame, blah, 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 or, you know, killing yourself because it's a huge thing in our scene. It's very terrible, but it is a gigantic thing in our scene is the, you know, a lot of people we lose to suicide. You know, there's been fucking many, many, many of them. And it just, yeah, it feels like it's never going to stop. But anyway, back to the uh, back to the song. Uh, it's a lot of regardless of how dark the subject matter is. This song is a lot of fun. It's it's interesting and I think it's very creative to take a song with such a dark subject matter and make it not feel that way and make it something that you could listen to your car or listen in your car and like have a great time to, you know what I mean? Whereas the subject matter is pretty fucking dark, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's good. It's yeah. I fucking love this song. I'm going to give this a triple gas just cause I think it's one of, if not the standout song on this album, just for, you know, in general, but maybe not for me, but top top three at least for certain. So next we move on to Dancing with the Dead. Now, this is another example of them kind of giving us just old crown the empire. You know what I mean? Just that super aggressive metal. I don't think there's a single shred of singing in this song, and it's great. Uh, it really lets Hayden kind of show off in a really fun way, and I love it a lot. This I didn't like it at first, mind you, but... It's fucking, there's so many cool parts. It's just like, it's like ignorantly heavy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Just making it as heavy as they possibly can. And I fucking ate that shit up. I love it so much. It's it's great, yeah. It's uh, the chorus to this song, which it repeats quite a few times in this song, but it's fun. It's, again, another example of how you can make a, like, I, I just don't understand how you can make a song with a screaming chorus that's still just super catchy. We talked about that in my episode with Jacob where we did that Bad Omens album with The Throne and this one too. It's I'm done dancing with the dead. I can see their faces melt into the pavement. When I dream, I can see the end. I'm the one who makes it so close to God that you can taste it. It's so good. And then the fucking, uh, the way the verse comes in is so just thick and I love it. It's very aggressive, you know what I mean? Especially considering that it's the song starts fucking pretty aggressive it's just like you start at a 10 out of 10 versus move to an 11 out of 10 it's just like it's so much fun um and you get to see some andy screaming on the song too in the uh, i believe it's the second verse but is it's witness me eradication of everything and you know he, i think he's kind of coming in and out through parts of this song with hayden which is cool and fun i like it a lot um this is another example though of that like it feels like that cocky kind of like hippie punk rebellious vibe that they carry um, with lines like uh, heavy lies the crown bear down on me. Heavy lies the crown eternally. I am king. I just like I love that shit. It's so like it's like a middle finger. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's very heavy. It's interesting. There's not too much I can say about this song because there is a lot of choruses. Basically it's, it's a, I think it's a couple of verses and then like four or five choruses, which is fine. I still love the song, but, um, there's only so much I can say about those two parts. They're really cool. They're very interesting. The breakdown's fun in this song too. Um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Fuck. I'm running out of things to say. <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, though, I'm surprised I've gotten a 40-minute fucking podcast out of this shit. So go me. All right. But, yeah, this song gets a double gas. It's a lot of fun. It's great. Go listen to it if you're a heavy, heavier metal fan. You know, it's great. Go listen to it. Go enjoy it. Now, the next song. This is the first song that I really enjoyed that came off of this album. Um, Yeah, man, it's fucking, it's amazing. I fucking, hang on one sec, guys. I apologize. I'm fucking, my computer's, shut the fuck up. Yeah, there we go. Okay. But yeah, it's, uh, I just remember hearing this song for the first time, and this one really felt like Old Crown the Empire to me, which is crazy because it's probably the least like Old Crown. But the way the song starts is super fucking aggressive, right? You know, you get that like, it's so fucking dope and then the verses are kind of like god how do i explain it like just they move with you you know what i mean it's a song that you want to just move and dance around to it's fun you know and then that pre-chorus hits and it keeps that vibe up picks it up a little bit you know and then it just lets it off a little bam in comes the chorus you know and some of my favorite lyrics in this song are from the chorus It's take my hand and immortalize, keep my soul alive, save me. Time will tell if there's more to life in the afterlife awaiting me, immortalize. It's so good, man. I'm surprised this song isn't bigger than it is. I mean, to be fair, I'm saying that and I have no fucking idea if this song is like, I mean, yeah, no, there's like, there's bigger songs off this album even, which blows my mind. Like this song is so fucking good, man. Like, I don't know how you guys aren't eating this shit up. It's like, yeah, it's fun. In like a completely different way than the rest of the album is, in my opinion, it carries like how do I, like if I were to place this anywhere in their discography, like for what else it sounds like, it sounds like the bonus tracks from the Resistance era, which is maybe why I love this song so much. You know, the songs like Prisoner of War and Cross Your Bones. This song again is showing them kind of returning to their roots in a way, but doing something super cool and new with it. Like the uh, the instrumentation in the verses is very interesting. You've got the drums going, but then you've got somebody just kind of, I don't know if they're like finger plucking or what, but it's an acoustic guitar and it's played in a very interesting way. It makes for a very interesting listening experience. Um, but yeah, man, I, I can't say enough about this song, man. Like this was the song that got me into the idea of listening to this album. And it this album did not let down because of it, but... Yeah, hearing this song for the first time and seeing the music video, too. If you haven't seen the video, it's fucking awesome. I love it. It's very, I think they filmed it all on green screen, but it looks like they're like in a dust storm in Egypt or some shit. I don't know how to explain it, but it's cool. This song just like front to back is a good song. You know what I mean? When you hear one of those songs and you just know like, yeah, this is a, this is just a good listening song. You know, it's uh it's a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm running in circles talking about this song here, and I understand that. But the verses are really interesting. The pre-choruses are fun. The choruses are just like, they're grand in scale to me. They feel very epic. I love this fucking album a lot. And uh, yeah, the fucking breakdown's fun too. It leads into this like, this fun, I wouldn't call it a guitar solo. It's almost like a refrain. But uh, And then yeah, it comes right back for the end of the song with Andy and just a few post-production things in the background starting off the chorus, which it's one of my favorite little things that people do when they're writing music where they just pull everything back and then shoot it all right back in at a moment when you're kind of either expecting it or not expecting it if you know the trick. But it's fun. It's interesting. It really makes things hit harder. It's, uh, God, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's like peaks and valleys this song does. Not in a bad way. It's like you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, God, what is the word that I'm looking for here? Fuck me. I'm sure you guys are loving just listening to silence, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's like picking you up and then dropping it back off, pulling it back when it's necessary and letting it go when that's necessary too. it. This song is just like taking you on a ride and it's a lot of fun. This song is probably actually, this one can't be my favorite because the next one is my favorite, but, uh, this song's great. Uh, I would probably put it at my number two spot. Uh, I love this song a lot. It gets a fucking quadruple gas because this song goes fucking hard. I love it. Go listen to it, especially if you're an old Crown of the Empire fan. Go listen to the song, and I think you'll find enjoyment in it. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So moving on to our next song, which is probably my favorite Crown of the Empire song of all time. I'm not going to lie. And that's... That's saying something coming from a guy who absolutely loves their first few albums as much as I do. This song is my absolute favorite song from them. It's called Somebody Else. And 
it just scratches every itch I could possibly want from these guys. It feels so like, I don't know how to explain it, man. Like, it, it feels so triumphant, if that makes any sense. Like, God, I love this. It, like, it, it's making me emotional thinking about it. Like, this song is so good. It's so fun. It's almost like, it's a song about reflection, it feels like. You know, you've got lyrics in the pre-chorus like, where what I am, where I've been, could you tell if I was ever real? Will you run to the edge or pretend like nothing matters when you feel it? Like, it's just, I don't know how to explain my love for this song very well. I'm not very good with words sometimes, but, like, God, this song, like, it really is, I think, the best example of a Crown the Empire song that everybody could love. This song is criminally underrated right now. I Like, I don't even see it in their top fucking... Yeah, it's not even in their top five on Spotify. I don't know how many views or streams the song has, but it deserves millions more. The The verses in this song are super fun. It carries such an interesting vibe to it, one that I, I lack the proper words to explain. So you know what? I've told you to go listen to a few songs so far. If you listen to one song that I suggested from this album, make it this one, someone else. This song is fucking killer. It is like I said, it's my absolute favorite Crown of the Empire song, just from the way the verses are structured to the pre-chorus to the chorus, which is, I think, one of their... I mean, I said it's my favorite song. I'll fucking say it. It's their best chorus, I think. This song is fucking amazing, and it deserves way more attention than it's fucking getting. This... Oh, God. It, it, like, it's... Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here talking about how like this song is my absolute favorite, and I'm still not fucking able to like tell you why. Like I just I don't get it. But anyway, um, yeah, the the chorus in this song vocally is very interesting too. Um, so it starts right. The last line of the pre-chorus is the first line of the chorus. The or pretend like nothing matters, and the chorus starts when you feel it. When you feel like nothing matters, do you pretend? Or pretend, pardon me, when you feel like someone else, and then it goes right back into the verse, which is so, like, it's it's a very, like I said, it's not very, you know, technical musically or whatever, but it's like, it doesn't need to be. It's another example of, like, kind of like, you know, what Cameron and I were discussing. You don't need to be super technical instrumentally all the time for a song to stand out the way that it does, and this song does that. It just, it switches up uh, certain instruments, you know what I mean? Like, the choruses are very obviously electric guitars you go back into the verses and I, I believe it's acoustic let me listen to that again sorry I'm listening to it as we're playing the song no it's just kind of lead lines in the backgrounds with the drums and bass but it's yeah man it's it's a lot of fun man god I I cannot explain to you how much I love this song like it just like I was saying it scratches every single itch I could possibly want in a song I think it just kind of reflects to me which is weird because this song doesn't have anything lyrically really about that but it reflects to me I guess it kind of does, like where I am now in context of like where I was, where I've been, you know, and it does totally say that in the chorus or the pre-chorus, what I am, where I've been, you know, it's just like it's it's almost like accepting who you are now. That's what this song makes me feel. And it it's something that I desperately need to 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 do is kind of accept the fact that I'm not the person that I was anymore and move on. And songs like this, I feel like that's kind of where my love for music comes from is it helps me kind of process things and i think that's why this song hits me so hard i think that might be it shit this is gonna be like a therapy session guys so give me a minute but like it's 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 helping me to accept myself because i i have a problem with that i have a problem with fighting change in myself i don't know why because i like it's a weird juxtaposition of wanting to change and be a better person but also the voice in the back of your head saying that you're fine the way that you are and you know condemning you for changing in the first place it's it can be tough, and hearing somebody else, you know, kind of like, I guess, say something that resonates with me in the way that it does, this could mean something completely different to him. But to me, this is what this song means, and it really, it's 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 almost helping me learn to love myself in a way, you know what I mean? That I'm okay to be the person that I am, you know, and I'm okay to change things about myself as I see fit. I don't have to answer to anybody or anything, let alone myself about wanting to be better like you know whatever voice there is in my head that tells me that I'm wrong for that fuck you you know that's yeah I think that's why I love this song and why it resonates with me so much so yeah I I I feel like to say anything more about this song would almost trivialize it so 
I'm going to leave it with just my favorite lyrics from this song, which are the lyrics from the pre-chorus, uh, which are what I am, where I've been. Could you tell if I was ever real? Will you run to the edge or pretend like nothing matters when you feel it? And this song gets the the highest 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 amount of gases that i can give a fucking song this is like in all honesty probably in my top five songs of all time i i can't understate this song and like it's it's so good please 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 if you go listen to one song that i've ever suggested for you to go listen to make it this one i really love this song go listen to it fuck yeah now we are at the end my friends with the last song labyrinth which again man it's it's such a good song. It's so... I think it's a good example of just kind of them doing everything that they've been doing in this album at once. It, it really takes everything and wraps it up with a nice bow on it. Because there's really heavy parts in this song. There's really slow melodic parts in this song. And then there's the very... Ooh, pardon me. I got the hiccups. Very aggressive chorus that just sticks with you. And... Uh, yeah. Like, I just... I can't understate the the love that I have for this song as well. You know? Like... I don't know how you do it. You know what I mean? Where you 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 you're a band for shit. I don't know how long, man. Like I think ten years, at least ten years since they released their first album, and you consistently get better with every release. Because I don't care what people say, every single album that they've released has been better than the last. And this song, I think, is the best of all five of them that they've come out with. And to end it with a song like this, man, is just so. I don't know, man. Like it's so in indicative of their creativeness and how talented these guys are it really showcases it all because like i said you get absolutely everything you could want in this song you get the aggressiveness you get the pulled back you get the ethereal vibe of the pre-chorus you get the super epic scale of the chorus i could sit here and say the same things over and over again and i don't feel like it would really put into words what makes this song work as well as it does but it's great, man. Like, it's it's everybody firing on all cylinders, just like the last song was for me. God, yeah, I'm listening to the song right now as we're doing this, so I'm just kind of vibing out to it. But the chorus is so good. The lyrics to this song, or the song's chorus are, It's haunting, it's haunting me now to be alone without a purpose as my conscience slips away. Give me a reason to find it. I just, there's something about it that just fucking, oh, God, we just got to the second uh the second chorus, the end of it, too. You got this fucking super interesting, like, uh, electronic break that leads into another breakdown. It's, oh, God, it's so good, man. I fucking, I have so much love for this song, man. And, yeah, and not, I mean, granted, nothing can beat out someone else for me on this album. But this song gives it a run for its money. I'll give it that, which is funny, because I didn't like this song at first again. But, like, I, I can't. I can't deny it, you know? Oh, no, I take it back completely. I take everything I just said back about my favorite part of this song completely. It is 150% the bridge. Oh, God. So the lyrics to this part of the song get me. Will the truth set me free? Or will I be blinded by deceit? Paralyzed, I'm too weak. Will somebody carry me? That's so powerful, and it's so strong. It's strong to me to admit when you need help, to admit when you can't do it on your own. And to hear that in a song from these guys really just kind of set, like cements to me that I think these guys are one of the best bands of our scene. And I think they don't get the credit that they deserve a lot. But they do amazing fucking work. This 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 bridge in particular I think has to be my favorite bridge that they've ever written in particular. Because it's good. It, it bleeds right. It's super epic and it bleeds right back into the chorus and it doesn't miss a beat. And it leads to the end of the song. You know, you get one more chorus and then the song's done basically you know and you're left at the end of this album and it's almost like this this album is short it's a 10 album or a 10 song album and as much as i love it i'm like i want more guys like come on bro 10 songs like i get it you know the we live in a culture of singles you know musically at least it's not consumed very it's it's not album based anymore it's it's singles based which i do appreciate them still putting out albums because being an album consumer myself i do love the chance to listen to an album front to back for the first time you know hearing songs that weren't singles that i get to kind of fall in love with on my own and uh yeah they did that really well with this album because one of the i mean shit one of the songs that was not even kind of a single ended up being my favorite song of theirs of all time and yeah man i 
that that's where this album leaves off is with the last song labyrinth i hope i fucking said that that song is called labyrinth oh god well if you're uh just getting to it or if i just did say that for the first time then yeah that was that was labyrinth but um yeah that's that's dogma and this this album has to be a top three album for me which is crazy I feel like nowadays a lot of music doesn't resonate with me as hard as it did when I was a kid, which, I mean, to be fair, I believe that's something that just happens to most people. But this album did. It, it really rekindled not only like my love for this band, but it helped me start to accept myself for who I am now in such a powerful way that I, I feel like I can't, I don't want to try to put it into words because it trivializes it. I mean, granted, I just spent an hour trying to fucking put it into words, but like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like this album really just did, it said a lot and there are a lot of people who shit on people who have this mentality, but this album really did help me get through a lot of dark shit in my life. You know, it was a lot of shit that it built up that I just hadn't dealt with. And this album helped me kind of accept it, process it, and I feel like move past it in a very healthy way. And I can't, you know, I can't thank this album enough. I This is, not only is it probably my number one Crown the Empire album, it would probably go, oh man, that's tough though. It, it, Dogma's number one, but two and three are tough. I think it would have to be number two is The Resistance. And number three is a tie between Retrograde and Sudden Sky. The Fallout's great too, don't get me wrong, but this is my ranking, so fuck you. <laughs> but this song has to, or this album has to be in my top three albums of all time. Like when I reach the end of my life, I will still be hearing this album in my head. I do not doubt that. I think that they're really hitting us. Like they, they've never left. Don't get me wrong. I think that all of their albums are amazing. But this album in particular, it's crazy to have four albums that hit and then have five albums or a fifth album that comes in and just smacks them all out of the water. And I think this album did that. And yeah, there's there's albums that come around once in a lifetime to a person. And I think this is it for me. This is one of them. You know, this is one of the albums that hit me exactly when I needed it. And it really it sticks out in a beautiful way for me. And I can't understate that enough. If you if you at all respect my opinion at this point, uh, go listen to this album and let me know what you guys think. Because I genuinely, genuinely, I believe that this is one of the greatest metal core albums ever. Uh, or metalcore i guess it's called octane core now whatever it's one of the greatest of this style in our scenes written i think i i 100 believe that and i don't think you can change my mind I, it's i mean i know we got people like sleep token and bad omens coming out with or that sleep token came out with an album obviously bad omens album is still blowing up but i think this album could be my contender for album of the year like i don't think anything's going to top it for me at all and yeah i uh I don't really have too much else to say about it. Please go listen to this album. I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. It's very awkward to do an episode by myself for the first time. And I, uh, Jesus, I just got the shit scared out of me. Holy fuck. Whoo. I, uh, I saw tree branches moving in a shadow, like in my blinds on my window. And I thought there was a person standing outside my window. Y'all just almost heard me fucking grab like some sort of weapon and attack my window. Jesus Christ. Anyway, it's very awkward to do an al or a podcast by yourself, but I uh, I hope to do more of these, and I hope you guys do enjoy them. Please let me know if you guys do enjoy this or not. You know, I'm trying to get the uh, I'm trying to build more of a community around this here soon. Like I I'm I want to try to start you know promoting on social media and stuff like that. But word of mouth helps more than anything. So if you're listening to this and you enjoyed it, tell your friends. You know what I mean. Anybody that may like music like this, you know, or if they like other music, you know, we reviewed clouds by nf you know like it, we've got a few things coming in the works too that are more pop and rap oriented so yeah i i really do hope you guys enjoyed this episode i was really nervous but really excited to talk about this album because like i said i think this is my contender for one of my favorite albums of all time and uh yeah so you know this is i don't know how to end the podcast <laughs> but, yeah i mean obviously you guys won't be hearing the the two cuts you know the uh the normal cuts that I do to introduce a guest and then exit a guest. So I guess we'll just end it here. I just want to say a quick thank you to anybody who is still listening at this point, uh, which there is still people listening, you know, and I do really, again, I can't thank you guys enough. Like this podcast has been a dream of mine for a long time. I have such a love for music and to be able to do a podcast about the thing that I love, regardless of 
anything else is just so exciting and so fulfilling to me. So like, I just, I, I can't thank you guys enough. You guys listening are really what makes me keep wanting to do it every single week. So thank you guys so much. I really hope you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully we'll be back next week with, I believe we should be doing the podcast with my fiance, Hannah on take me back to Eden by sleep token. So yeah, that is it for, uh, that is it for us this week, everybody. Sorry. I'm fucking, I'm still just waking up, but Again, thank you so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I will see y'all motherfucking next time. Bye bye.